NFL Week 3 is in the books, which means PFF has data and grades for every single player who logged a snap last week. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade-powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. Our player prop tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop, and so much more. Check out the highest-graded players from Week 3 and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for Week 4. It is College Football Saturday on the PFF Betting Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Anthony Tresh today, prepping you with all of the best bets to sweat out your Saturday. And it's a fun one. All the best teams are in action. We have four matchups between teams in our top 25. It honestly doesn't get much better than this, but before we dive fully into the slate, Tresh, we had what I would say is a pretty solid week of pick recommendations last week. We have been sort of, you know, breaking even up slightly, down slightly through the first few weeks of the season, but week four uh, was fairly kind to us. I had, you know, a house down on LSU to cover. That got a little sweaty at the end, but that did come home for us, and you... You were definitely uh, printing money at this point last week. You had NC State plus 10, a little bit of a sprinkle on the money line as well to win outright against Clemson. That came home. Notre Dame plus 6.5 came home. Uh, I couldn't bring myself to sweat this one out with you, but this one also got there. Kent State, Maryland under. So the really only blemishes were UNC, which I think we're both off that bandwagon at this point in time. And then Army, Army Miami, I thought that game was going to go over. Didn't get there, but we were 5-2. and two. Not a bad week at all. So how are you feeling heading into week five here? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I was definitely riding high on Saturday. And then UNC just kind of grabbed the bed and ruined it. But no, I mean, it was, it was a pretty good week overall. And I'm excited for this weekend. I mean, I really do think this is probably one of, if not the biggest weekend in college football. Um, just because you get that, the conference slate starting to heat up. You got a couple of in, intriguing non-conference battles. Like UC Notre Dame that has big playoff implications. Uh, really for both schools. I mean, you, you lose, you're out. Um, and so I think it's going to be another chaotic, um, you know, weekend of college football. Yep, definitely. So what, what game are you looking forward to the most? I know we got, you know, probably like five or six marquee matchups, a couple in the SEC, a couple in the Big Ten. We got Cincinnati, Notre Dame as well. What one are you locked and loaded, ready to sweat out here on Saturday? Oh, definitely Ole Miss at Alabama. I mean, this is one right. I was circling right from the get-go. Uh, you look at these two teams. They gave us one of the biggest and best offensive shootouts that we've seen over the last few years last year. An unexpected one at that. Um, you know, you had Bama favorite. I think it was like 23 and a half they might have closed up. Right. And then it ended up being a close right. game going out of the wire. I think it was like 49-49 um, going into it. And then Bama ended up winning. Um, by a couple scores there. But I think this has another opportunity to be another big offensive shootout. You have Matt Corral leading that Lane Kiffin offense to perfection. I mean, the timing he operates there, he's a fantastic arm. Um, you know, over the last couple of years, he's been the model of consistency. Uh, he actually has the highest rate of single-game PFF grades going above 75.0, dating back to the start of 2020. Um, yeah, granted, that Arkansas game from last year when he threw what was like six interceptions was horrible, but that's really the only blemish he has on his grading profile. Um, and that's why they're the number two team, even this year, um, in EPA per play generated among Power 5 programs. One spot behind them, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, I think the biggest right. thing with them I'm looking at is can Bryce Young consistently operate within the structure of the offense? I mean, last week, don't get me wrong, it was one of the best quarterback performances we've seen this year and probably will see this year by Bryce Young against Southern Miss. Actually had the highest single game grade ever 
by an Alabama quarterback in the PFF college era, and that's dating back to 2014. Um, but, you know, those first two games, he was very much reliant on under-pressure uh, passing. Um, you know, Worley wasn't efficient on the early downs. And so I'm just looking at this as Ole Miss defense. It's not a liability anymore. You know, they're not in that 120 range like they were last year in a lot of defensive ranks. Now they're about average. They're hovering around average, right. and they can win with that with that offense. So I'm curious to see if Alabama's offense and that young quarterback, Bryce Young, can match the, the you know, drive-to-drive consistency that Ole Miss is going to bring in this one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is going to be an offensive showcase, 80-point total at this point in time. The spread has moved uh, away from Alabama, right? I think it opened up basically at minus 20.5, right above that key number 21, has moved all the way down to minus 14.5. I think you had to get in really early um, on Mississippi if you wanted to get that number. Of course, minus 14.5. Are you seeing a play on either the spread or total? I know 80 is a ton of points at this point. I don't think there's any way you can bet the over, but are you uh, inclined to bet the under? Are you inclined to maybe bet uh, Alabama? Um, I think I'm leaning Ole Miss, if anything, in this one. Okay. Um, I just, okay. I, I'm a little bit more confident um, in the consistency factor there with Ole Miss, and I do think that Alabama is a little vulnerable, and it was absolutely crazy. that I remember Sunday morning when I saw um, Circus Sports when they posted the early lines there taking limit bets. Um, and I saw Bama favored by 20. I, I was absolutely shocked. I, I was immediately, I tweeted it out. I said, that's one of my favorite plays of the week. And then the next thing you know, by that afternoon, it was already going down 15 and a half, 14 and a half. Here we are. But I still like this as long as it stays 14 and a half and above for Ole Miss. Um, and I actually made a deal with uh, our good friend Eric Eager on the PFF College Live show. If Ole Miss covers on this one, he's got to bring back the white snake crop top that he rocked, he rocked on the uh, PFF forecast a couple of years ago. Um, so we got a nice wager there. So I'm putting some uh, money on Ole Miss plus 14 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think I might have to side with you if we're going to see uh, Eric here bringing back that vintage t-shirt that he had on. I do think, you know, I need to see that one more time in my life. So I might be I might be switching allegiances at this point in time. I do kind of like uh, backing Ole Miss, if that's the only outcome. I do have a little bit of Alabama sprinkle at minus 14 and a half. I do think, you know, I'm, I, if I can get Alabama at that kind of number, I usually am typically backing them. So I don't mind them. But uh, from that perspective, for the fun enjoyment of this bet, I do think we want to maybe see an Ole Miss cover. But I hope it, I hope it stays close. I hope we get up to that 80-point total. Um, I do think it's a great game to play from a DFS game stack perspective. I was on that game last year. So maybe we'll see you know another performance uh, like that again in 2021. So let's move on. We got Arkansas, Georgia. Obviously, Georgia looks quite legit. This is kind of the polar opposite of the game we just talked about. 48.5 point total. Georgia's favored by 18.5. Greenline doesn't have a ton of value on the spread. We do show a little bit um, of value on the over 48.5. Are you betting anything in this matchup? And how do you kind of see this game playing out? Yeah, I, I think it's, I'm leaning towards Arkansas. You know, 18.5, I think that is a lot of points. And I think, too, I think with this Georgia offense, we're going to see kind of a game plan that they ran against Clemson in week one. And it's that, you know, they're not going to let the offense lose them the game. They're going to let the defense win the game. They're not going to push the ball downfield and take many risks offensively. They are going to see a lot of short, quick throws from quarterback JT Daniels um, and not a lot of risk taking because this Arkansas defense, it's a real deal. I mean, they have, you know, I think it was um, our good friend Peter Burns from ESPN had a fantastic tweet describing this Arkansas team. It's that, Team in March Man is full of fifth-year seniors that no one expects to do anything, just an average team, they think. And then they come out, and they're just putting on a show, and they next thing you know, they're making a run. That's Arkansas. I mean, they have so much experience on that defense. 
very smart players too. And one of the better uh, crafted schemes um, in the SEC there defensively with Barry Odom, um, you know, they love to run a three, two, six system. And that what that does is, you know, they're dropping eight in the zone, minimizing passing lanes. Um, and when it really does rattle some quarterbacks, we saw it against Hudson card um, in week two, Texas, when that big win there. And then we saw it last week against Texas A&M with Zach Calzada. Um, and I think we could see that with JT Daniels because, you know, I, I do think that there's, an, you know, some alluring traits there with him, but I don't think he's a pure, you know, completely polished passer. And I do think that that type of system would kind of rattle him a little bit and cause him to maybe into a couple of turnover situations. And I think Georgia kind of recognizes that. And I think I say that just because that week one, um, you know, game plan against Clemson was everything I needed to know about what they think about the, the offense and the defense. And that Georgia defense is no doubt special. Um, so I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one. Um, and that's why I would probably lean um, with Arkansas there, plus 18 and a half. Yeah, definitely. I do agree with you. I do think if it doesn't go over 48 and a half points, uh, it's going to be really tough for Georgia to cover that 18 and a half point spread. So I'm with you on that one. Let's move on. I do. I am really excited about this matchup as well. Our Cincinnati Bearcats, of course, PFF, home of, you know, live is in Cincinnati. So we got definitely have to tear for the Bearcats. Bengals off to a hot start as well. Facing off against Notre Dame, these two teams are both top 10 in our ELO rankings. Uh, Cincinnati is a slight favorite um, right now, minus 1.5, 50.5 total. You backed Notre Dame last week. Are you backing them again here at home? Yeah, I don't think I can. I don't think I can. Um, you know, that, that backing of Notre Dame last week, I just thought that too, too big of a spread there for Wisconsin. I thought Wisconsin was a little bit more fraudulent. Um, with Notre Dame, I just think they have a huge mismatch with that offense against that defense. Um, you know, Cincinnati's defense, it, it's not just one of the best in the group of five. It's one of the best in all of college football. It's definitely a top three one nationally, I would say. Um, and really, of course, it helps when you have Sauce Gardner on the outside, who's every week, week after week, he's locking corners or wide receivers down. Um, but then you also have arguably the best pass rush in college football. You have Majay Sanders in the edge, uh, first round talent. Um, could go first round in the 2022 NFL draft. And you also have Curtis Brooks, Dewan Briggs up front, um, Darian Beavers, one of the best blitzing off-ball linebackers. So they can put pressure on the quarterback and Notre Dame's offensive line, of course, hasn't been up to standards. I mean, they've already allowed more sacks in this season than they had in any other season in the PFF college era. That by far their lowest grade one um, over that span. Um, but also two, quarterback Jack Cohn for the Irish, he's been notorious with his poor pocket presence. I mean, all dating back right. to his days at Wisconsin, um, even last week, some of those sacks were on him. Um, you know, they ended up taking eight overall as a team tied for the most in the PFF college era. Some of those were on Jack Cohn. Um, you know, he actually has the highest rate of pressures being converted into sacks um, in the power five. And so when you have a quarterback with very poor pocket presence, not very mobile, and a, a shaky offensive line against one of the better pass rushers in college football, I, I think it's going to be... You know, one of those situations like we saw kind of last week, you know, first few quarters of the game, Notre Dame could not do anything offensively. And I think Cincinnati can do the same. I mean, and you look at, you know, Cincinnati's offense against Notre Dame's defense. I think Notre Dame's defense is, you know, kind of back to what their standards have been. I think that is out of a top 10 unit that's close to that PFF grade um, overall in the FBS. Um, but, you know, with quarterback Desmond Ritter there, I think he's playing a you know, smarter ball this year and not just getting a little bit panicky there. We saw a lot of inaccurate throws, um, especially when under pressure last year. But this year, you know, we, we've seen some playmaking ability and knowing when and when not to take the risk. And so I think that's what's kind of, kind of going to propel them forward. Now, am I going to bet this game? Probably not. But if I did, I, I'm leaning Cincinnati in that, and I'm not even touching Notre Dame. 
Yeah, definitely. So so we do have Notre Dame seventh overall in our opponent adjusted defensive rankings as a unit. Cincinnati third overall in the country. So obviously two top ten units uh, could be a little bit of an offensive struggle. It sounds like you maybe are leaning toward the under fifty point five. Uh, is that correct, Anthony? We do we do kind of like uh, we do show just a little bit of value on the over fifty point five uh, on Green Line. Do you like that pick, or are you kind of leaning toward the under? Yeah, I, mean, I would probably be leaning towards the under, um, but I, I probably wouldn't touch that one. If, if I'm doing anything in this game, it's Cincinnati, and I still might. I, I might talk myself into it within the next, uh, you know, a few hours up until kickoff. But, you know, that's the way I'm leaning. And as far as the total goes, probably would lean under, but I'm, I'm going to stay away from it. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 in any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet on of $1 on any game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs for all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yeah, I, I think that might be the safest approach. Let's move on. We got a few Big Ten matchups. I don't think we're going to touch on all of the good ones we have coming up. I do want to touch on Michigan, uh, Wisconsin. Minus two for Wisconsin. We faded them last week. Uh, 43.5 point total. Basically, you know, one of the lowest totals you're going to find on this week five slate. We show a little bit of value on that on Greenland. Are you betting either side of this? I have a little bit of early week. Michigan doesn't look great now. I did, you know, get some negative closing line not value uh so i'm not feeling as great about my wager on michigan to start the week are you on either spot in this matchup yeah i am all in on michigan it's one of my favorite plays there we go of the week i i just i still don't understand why uh the market's kind of favorite i understand it's in madison you know jump around it's gonna be a hard environment for michigan michigan struggled to win against wisconsin especially in madison but this wisconsin team i mean they have some serious issues on the, on the offensive side of the ball I just can't see how, you know, they, they are ended up being favored in this one. Uh, quarterback Graham Mertz against the two power five teams they faced, um, you know, pretty good defenses uh, against Notre Dame and Penn State. He has a passing grade in the low 30s. That is extremely poor um, on the PFF grading scale. Multiple turnover-worthy plays. I think he has eight for the year um, against those two teams. And throwing a, a quarterback holding completion on a quarter of his passes in those two games. Um, I mean, he's kind of just, he needs to mellow out really a little bit. Um, and I could see that him kind of getting in the same situation he was in those two games, just kind of losing Wisconsin the game. Because this Michigan defense, it, it's pretty stout. I mean, it's one of the highest graded ones in the Power Five. Um, you know, you look up front, Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, he's been skyrocketing up draft boards. Actually, Mike Renner updated his top 100. He's all the way up to fifth right now for good reason, because he is the highest graded edge defender in the Power Five. And he's going up against a Wisconsin offensive line that's severely underwhelmed. Um, the season specifically left tackle Tyler Beach. I think that's going to be a big problem, and he's going to be in the face of Graham Mertz. And I think we could see some of those poor decisions kind of come to light 
I think the one thing that I would be a little bit nervous about, and I am nervous about because I am betting Michigan in this one, is, you know, their, their reliance on the run game over the last few weeks. And they're not going to be able to do that against Wisconsin because that defense has been very good at stopping the run. They're actually number one in the country in explosive run rate against in yards per attempt against. I think they're under three yards um, per rush allowed this season, which is quite impressive. Only one explosive run of 10 plus yards allowed. Um, and so Cade McNamara, the quarterback for the Wolverines, he's actually going to have to throw the ball. And that's something he has not had to do this year under 10 completions in every single game um, of, of their four wins. And so you look at him as a passer, he's, he's a high graded performer so far, but it's on a very small sample. And I do think that if he's asked to drop back 30 to 40 times in a game, we're going to see a little bit of dip off in that grading performance. Um, just because you look at what he does in his throwing style, he has a maddening tendency just to kind of lean off that back foot and not follow through on yeah. his throws. And that's when you get some inaccuracy uh, issues and some mistakes made. So that's the one thing I'm kind of worried about in this one, but I'm just, I've seen, you know, so much of Wisconsin poor performance on that offense that I, I, there's no way that I can even think of them pulling out this victory in the end. I think Michigan wins this one. Good. I, I'm glad we're in a little bit of agreement. I might not have gotten the best value on Michigan, but I am, you know, pleased with the fact that you are uh, leaning in my direction for this one. Uh, so let's see. I, I don't want to steal your thunder necessarily, but I am going to go through... Uh, Six bets that I made besides Michigan early in the week. I want to get your initial thoughts if there's any that you like. And then I want to hear your best bets coming in for week five. So I got Ohio State minus 15, Stanford plus 8.5. I think that one moved down to plus eight. Washington State plus 7.5, Kentucky plus 8.5 in a matchup against Florida. UAB, my Blazers minus 1.5. I think they're up to minus two. And then Auburn plus 3.5. Are there any of that group of six that you feel strongly about one way or the other? Uh, and then what do you what do you like in this week five? Yeah, I, I do like that Stanford one. I think Oregon, you know, they, they're definitely in that tier. So, you know, I've, I've always been saying this season, the gap between the fourth best team in college football and even the third best at this point in like the 25th best or 30th best is so much smaller than in years past. I think Stanford at home, I like that line against Oregon. Um, also too, UAB versus Liberty in a loaded slate. This game's going to get largely ignored, but I'm pumped to watch this one <laughs> just because you have Malik Willis with Liberty there and then UAB. Um, you know, I, I think they're a talented team overall, so I, I like that one as well. Yeah, definitely. We have UAB as the second best defense in the country. Um, that might be just a little bit overrated, but they have been absolutely lights out. So if anybody's going to slow Malik Willis, I think it's going to be the Blazers. I do like them. Markets move just a little bit in their direction. I think every time I can back the Blazers, I have been backing them. Not going to change this uh, going up against Liberty on Saturday. So let's hear it. I know you got some really quality bets coming in here, Anthony. Let's hear uh, your best ones for week five. Yeah, I mean, starting right off, Texas at TCU. I like Texas minus five here. Um, you know, you look at what the offense has done for the Longhorns. They're actually number one in uh, EPA per play generated this season above Ole Miss and Alabama, like I mentioned earlier, who were number two and number three, respectively. Um, you know, new starter Casey Thompson, he's been thriving when on the field, 91.2 PFF grade. Again, I, I think that loss to Arkansas, a little bit overblown. I definitely think that wasn't so much the team and the system. And it was more about the quarterback Hudson card. Very young and inexperienced and faltered against that defense I described earlier, that 3-2-6 system. So I think against this TCU defense that has struggled um, against Cal and SMU um, in, in their two you know, bigger games, kind of throwing out that Duquesne matchup, I think Texas wins this one comfortably. Another one, Wake Forest, minus 6.5 at home against Louisville. I think Wake Forest is one of the most underrated teams 
in college football. USC yeah. minus seven and a half at Colorado. Um, you know, granted, USC underwhelming, but I think they pulled that one out. Um, and then a couple of others, um, some group of five ones here. Army at Ball State. I like Army minus seven and a half. And then UTEP minus five and a half at home against Old Dominion. There we go. I love it. I love it. So here we go. We got Wake Forest, Army, UTEP. We also have USC. I missed the I missed the second one or the third one, I guess, at this point. What was the? Oh, yeah. We have uh, Wake the... Forest minus six and a half against Louisville yep. at home. And then Texas minus five at TCU. Texas, Texas. That's the one. Uh, that's the one that jumped out to me at that. I do think, you know, that's going to be an interesting matchup as well. I do think that's going to be overlooked. Obviously, you know, TCU, Max Duggan. I think I, I don't mind Texas. Um, obviously, Bajan Robinson should be able to, you know, break free from that TCU defense. But we will see how that one transpires. I do like those picks quite a bit. We got a lot, a lot of action coming up here on Saturday. I know I'm locked and loaded with some bets. I'm going to be tailing some more of Tresh's this point it's been hot make sure you check out all of the great content uh anthony's done on pff.com getting you pre getting all the previews up the live show for college football is up as well heavily featured anthony trash our guy uh so you got to make sure you tune in check that out make sure you get all the other great content on pff.com from ben brown joined by anthony trash we appreciate you guys listening to the pff fighting podcast